Welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got a really full episode for you today. This one comes from Diana, who was a sorority house mother at a very famous college in West Virginia. I'm not going to say much more than that. I think you can figure it out. She had several sightings of apparitions, um, objects moving, and even orb activity. Uh, It's just, it's a lot of fun to hear. Um, she's, she's held off on this story for a long time because she didn't want to spook the sorority sisters, you know? Um, but I'm going to let her get into it. We just sit around outside of my patio and have a, a conversation kind of interview. And, uh, I think, I think you really like it. Here we go. All right. My name's Diana and I'm from Morgantown, West Virginia. I was a sorority house mother. I believe that was the best job I ever had. <laughs> The ghost adventure started probably on my second day there. First day I packed up and, you know, moved in and was so tired I went to sleep that night. The next day I get up and I thought, well, I better get upstairs, take a shower real quick and get busy again. Because it was in the middle of the summer and, you know, I had to get the house ready for the girls to come back in the fall. So my time was real short, maybe a couple weeks to get the house back in order. So I go upstairs to this little area that's called the Cozy Corner, and they have a bathroom there. So I walk in the door, and I put my little shampoo bottle on the little dresser-like thing by the door and my conditioner. And I go over and sit on the toilet and, you know, just mind my own business, just sitting there maybe a couple seconds, 15 seconds at the most. The next thing I know, my shampoo bottle, my conditioner blew off the little <laughs> the little stand and hit the door. That didn't take long. No, it didn't take long. I flipped my head to the right and I thought, what the heck? <laughs> and I finished my business and I got up and I thought, oh my God, how'd that happen? It's like three feet. And it hit that door with force. I mean, it just hit the door so hard that it got my attention real quick. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, the girl that worked there before me she you know showed me in the house and she told me that it was haunted and I didn't believe her well it was haunted so I took my shower and everything and finished up for that day and probably within my first week of being in that sorority house I probably had two or three encounters and everything in me wanted to say I need this money, but I don't need this job. I'm going to go somewhere else, you know? So I'm sitting in my bed. I'm laying down, and I'm watching TV. And every night for the first few weeks, at 9 o'clock, there was something. I don't even remember what it was on TV, and I would want to watch it. And on that particular channel, whatever night of the week it was, the TV would just go into, like, static or buzz or whatever I could go to all the other channels but I couldn't go to that one so this one night it happened again and I'm like no I wanted to watch that and immediately that TV turned right back on Uh and I was like okay I think that ghost heard me he's the one that's messing with me so I tell my mom 
I go to her house and I'm like, Mom, I think the sorority house is haunted. She said, well, have you talked to them? I'm like, no. She said, you need to talk to them. I told her the incident about the TV. So I go back and that night I said to them when the nine o'clock came and my show came on and I said, I'm sure you don't like this TV channel, but I'm thankful that you're allowing me to watch it. You know, I'm just like going with the flow, hoping that, you know, I can make friends with this ghost. So I'm, you know, things went okay. And then it seemed like everything happened in the back room, in my bedroom, because it was in a section of the house, of the sorority house that was um, a three-story house. And then there was another section of the house, which was another three-story house. And in order to make it a sorority house, they combined them by building an expansion. So now two houses is one big sorority house. So in this section is where I lived. And another incident that happened, you know, I'm laying on my bed. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, my plant starts moving. And I'm looking at it, and the longer I look at this plant, the faster the leaves start shaking. And I'm thinking, what the heck? So I move my computer, and I get off the bed, and I'm looking to see if there's any open windows or air air vents or nothing. And it shook, I know, for a good one minute. I mean, people will say 10 seconds and it was a minute or a minute and it's only 10 seconds. But no, I watched that thing that long and thought, what do I do now? Do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. And I just kind of played everything off. And I mean, it was it was exciting, but scary. But my mom said, just talk to him. Yeah. And that house wasn't close to any train tracks. No, it It was was a concrete i mean brick house wasn't it yeah there was two houses like i said and and they were put together to make one big house which was 32 bedrooms so you know it's big yeah and the longer i lived there the more i understood that there was two separate families the section i originally was in that i'm talking about now it seemed like the entities in that was a man and there may have been a female, like an older um, person. Like an older couple? Yeah. And then in the other section I'm going to talk about later, it had a female and some kids and maybe an old, a, 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 per, a man that really wasn't, um, he didn't show his face too much. Right. Yeah. So another incident that happened in this, my section was I could hear, if you take a light switch and you flip it up, you hear it click. Right. And then if you flip it down, so imagine doing that about four or five times. Click, 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 click. On, off, on, off, on, off. Well, I'm laying in my bedroom and that happened. And I jump up. And I go out and I'm looking and I'm looking and there's nobody by the light switch would have been in the living room. And I'm like, oh, crap. And this is all within my first two weeks of being in this sorority house. So there was no chance that it could have been like one of the sorority girls playing a joke on me. They hadn't even gotten there yet. And I'm thinking, this, the, this ghost is trying my patience. Yep. He's wanting me to leave. And I thought, nope, I just got a divorce. This is the best opportunity I can. You know, no rent, no nothing. I'm going to save money. I'm going to stick it out. Right. Either these ghosts are going to get me or I'm going to kill them with kindness. <laughs> so was the light coming on with the switch? Yes. I saw the light go on, off, on, off, and on, off. And you could hear the clicking. And I thought, mm. okay, I'll rationalize this by saying that there's a power issue. The power but, don't turn a but, light switch. Well, power doesn't make it click up and down, click up and down. Yeah. So everything that I say could be rationalized, but if you were there, you knew that it it couldn't be. Right. So mainly that was my first bedroom that I had there. And um, 
a lot of stuff happened in that section. In that section up above is, is where the girls stayed. Um, it was called the Cozy Corner, so there was a bathroom and a um, four bedrooms on that floor. But if you kept walking down the hallway, you'd be into the new section and then back into the other old section. So there was more bedrooms on that floor. But in that old house, right, the first house, the first house, there was only four bedrooms above me. And then above it was what we called the attic. And it was just one big room. So after the girls got in there, um, one of the girls, she said, Diana. I said, what? She said, I don't know if some guy went into the bathroom and then jumped out the window or what. I said, well, they couldn't have jumped out the window. The window can't, won't fit me in the window. And I said, besides, we're, that would be on the third floor. Technically, we called it the second floor, but it would have been the third floor. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, well, she said, I went, she was in her bedroom and she went to go into the hallway just within five feet of the bathroom. And she said, she's seen somebody go in the bathroom and pull the door shut. She said, I had to use the bathroom bad. She said, I just kind of stood in, in the doorway waiting for the person to get out so I can run and be the next one in. She said about 15 minutes went by. So finally she went banging on the door and it just opened up. She said, there was not a soul in there. Mm. I said, no, hon. I said, nobody jumped out that window. All right. She said, I think it's a guy. I think our house is haunted with a guy. I said, it could be. But when I moved in, I was told, do not let the girls know that you know it's haunted. So I couldn't acknowledge to them that it was haunted. Right. Although some of the older girls that lived there would call some of the ghosts Stella. They called her Stella. And that was only because the sorority house founder was named Stella. So they didn't know what to call the ghost. They just called her Stella. Was she the original owner of the house? No. She okay. was the founder of the sorority, okay. which is nationwide. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that happened in that old section was up in the attic. They said that they had seen a female go from the um, attic into what we call the uh, loft. It's a little section where they sometimes do their uh, sorority meetings and stuff. Did they ever try to approach what they saw? Or did no. they just get freaked out and run away? Half of them, they're afraid to tell somebody that they seen it because then they would be made fun of or something like that. Right. Some of them are drunk and they're not quite sure what they seen. <laughs> Others, they just, you know, yeah. They don't care. Yeah. It's better if they don't. Better if, if they, they just don't, don't acknowledge nothing. Right. Did you ever see any entities? I did. I seen an entity in the second part of the house, in the um, the other old house, which I'll call House B. Okay. Section B. So we were talking about Section A. That's what all happened in Section A. Over the years, I'm sure all kinds of stuff. In that Section A. Right off my bedroom was a little living room and an old kitchen. You can go outside from there. That's how I got into my area. And from there was a basement. You walk down in that basement and you just could tell that, I mean, I've been in plenty of basements. Sometimes I get this eerie feeling and sometimes I don't. Right. No matter how many times I went into that basement to put Christmas stuff away, do this or that. It was always like somebody was there and they were watching you. Or, and this was just my feeling, I wasn't, it was almost like I wasn't allowed to go in this one corner and I have no idea why. I mean, there wasn't really anything over there, but it was just like, if I went close to it, I just had that feeling like you shouldn't be over in this corner. I mean, it was just a weird feeling. I mean, it was just me, probably anybody else walked, they wouldn't have that feeling. I don't but know. I, I, it, sometimes you get those feelings and anybody would get that feeling. Yeah. It, it might have just been. Yeah. But they had an old um, stove. I mean, one that would heat up a house that big. I mean, it was like a big, I don't even know what kind, but it would groan. And sometimes you would think you could hear it saying, go. Hmm. 
go. <laughs> I mean, and it was a groan, but I mean, sometimes I just could tell, I think it was telling me to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he asked me if um, I had ever seen one. Yes. Um, if you walk through the main door, which would have been, we considered it the basement, but it was really the main door. Um, to the right is a laundry room, a little area you can get pop and sodas and stuff, and a back steps to the kitchen and a laundry room, and then just a little utility room that has no way out, just all block walls and stuff. And one day I was coming through and I was going through the door and going to go up the steps into the main area. And out of my peripheral to the right, I, it was like I seen this person hiding in a doorway type thing. And if you ever like played hide and seek and you're in a doorway and you're just wanting to lean out a little bit just to see if you can see somebody coming or something and then you hurry up and put your head back in. Well, that's what this person did. They was standing between a doorway and they slowly moved their head to the left and then brought it back up as though they were mm. looking to see if anybody was coming. Well, the area that they were in was restricted and they weren't allowed to be in there. So, of course, I stopped going up the stairs. I turned around and I went back into that laundry room, through the laundry room and into this restricted area. There was nobody there. But I literally saw them I mean I can't tell you if they were solid if they weren't solid it was that movement of the person going to the left and right. back up that caught my attention so me being a jokester I said um hello who's in there can I help you and I'm feeling like a fool you uh -huh. know and I'm searching I'm searching behind the little wash machines to the corners everywhere and we're talking about a block wall that has no windows right there's no escape route nothing what you saw was it like a shadow like it was a black no it, it it fully had a face and fully seemed like it had clothes but i couldn't tell you if it was a female or a male i just could not tell you right but i know that if it wasn't for the movement it wouldn't have caught my eye but the movement, and as I turned to look at them, they hurried up and popped their head back up towards the the door jam. So that's what's been looking at you the whole time. It could have been. Who knows? Mm. But in that area, which sometimes when you went to do the laundry, you had got that fuzzy feeling that, you know, it's a, a odd place. Well, they had a little bathroom right there and Coke machine and Pepsi machines. And you can go up the back steps into the main kitchen or whatever. But uh, we had a cook. Her name was Joni. And one day she said, Dee, I think we have a ghost. And I said, what makes you say that? <laughs> she said, well, I see her all the time. I said, you see her all the time? She said, yeah, she sits about the third step up at the bottom of the stairs. And when I go down, she said, I got to the point where I just say, say hello to her. She said, she's not a full person. She said, you know, she's there. You it's almost like she's see-through or something. Yeah. Just, I don't know if, if Joni had the type of, um, mindset that she allows entities right like she's sensitive to that yeah because uh that's how you have to be if you accept them and you're looking for them you can find entities they'll come to you yeah and uh she said yeah i said oh my god i said you keep her <laughs> <laughs> you know but i said well what does she look like and she said she just sits with a with like um uh, pajamas on like um a night a white nightgown or something she just sits at the bottom of the stairs she said she's usually barefooted and uh she just sits there is it like an old lady or a young uh, lady she said that this lady was probably in her 
30s or 40s. Okay. She said she wasn't extremely old. She said she had long, dark hair. And she just sit there. Wow. And um, in the same area, you know, during the summertime, there would be nobody in the house. It was summer break. Everybody moved out. They took all their belongings home. So I would be in that house, 32-room house, by myself. And sometimes my son would come from out of state, and I'd let him stay, you know, for the week or whatever, vacation. Um, but this one particular time he was there, I sent him downstairs to the Coke machine and told him to get us some Cokes, and, you know, we were going to watch TV and stuff. And here's this guy. He's probably, at that time, he was probably about 27, 28, 29. He comes running upstairs, a six foot five, 200 and some pound guy, said, mom, I can't get no pop. He said, there's a ghost down there. And I said, what do you mean there's a ghost down there? He said, yeah, as soon as I got to the landing, which was going into the laundry room right. again, he said, there was somebody down there. I said, well, what were they doing? He said, they were standing by the stairs, which is like three feet from the pop machine. I said, well, what did they say? He said, I don't know what they said. He said, I took off running back up to you. <laughs> now, if that was just a regular person, it wouldn't give you that feeling, I better get out of here. No. Oh, yeah. He would have confronted you know? him. What, what are you doing in this house? All right. But he knew immediately that it was a ghost. Wow. Yeah. And um, I always got that feeling, too, because in the summertime, I would have to clean you know, the rooms, sometimes I'd use that toilet or whatever, and I'd have to clean in that area, and I always got this weird feeling in that area, too, and, yeah, but, uh, nothing really happened on the main kitchen area, uh, lawn, uh, because it had the dining room, and most of the girls were in there all the time. So if something ever happened in there, you'd really never know it because they made so much chaos and uh, jokes, and everything was always loud and fun. And so you would really never pay attention if something was to happen unless they actually threw a glass across the room or something, you know. Right. But uh, I had asked um, a group of girls that had came that were sorority sisters, that were alums, if they had ever experienced anything. And a couple said no, but one girl did say that um, when she was in, she had gone to the um, bathroom, which was down in the hall when she was coming back. And she actually had a bathroom right across from her, but it was real tight and maybe somebody was in there or something, She, I don't know. But she said when she come back, she said that it, a lady in a white dress with long hair came out of that bathroom and went into her bedroom. Well, I would not go in my bedroom. <laughs> and I said, did you go in? And she said, yeah, but the, she said it was like she floated into that room. And I said, well, and you stayed in that room? And she said, yeah, what was I supposed to do? That's my bedroom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Brave. Yeah. But... There's always all kinds of little incidences like that. Now, the son that I was just talking about, he had gotten married after that first incident, and him and his wife decided to stay in that particular room. And they brought a dog, and my son said, Mom, that dog barked at the corner of the wall for hours and would not shut up. Wow. Just looked in the corner of the, the room and just bark, bark, bark. He said, I think it was seeing a ghost. I said, it could have been, Gregory. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say, yeah, there's a ghost in there, Gregory. Yeah, because he'll, right? he'll check out right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, he doesn't check out the last time. He ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But then they moved me from House A to the new section, which combined House B and House A together. And now I'm in this new section. And one night I was laying across my bed. And, you know, I'd have to raise my head to look at the TV, which was on the wall because it was so close to my bed. But that's how I did. I'd lay on my uh, belly and there'd be a long hallway to get me to the a little another little room I had in there because I had two rooms and a bathroom so I'm laying on the bed and all of a sudden I look up and I'm thinking what is that thing at the end of the hallway and here it turned out to be an orb and I'm playing a game on computer and I'm looking at that orb and it was Candy Crush and I was doing my free spin for the day and at that one moment I hit the jackpot on Candy Crush (laughs) (laughs) and here I'm looking at the orb and I'm like heck yeah good luck orb (laughs) and about that time that orb which was just sitting there rotating or waving itself in the middle of the the hallway shot right into the wall shot right into the wall So I called my boyfriend and I said, you're not going to believe this. First off, I went on Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second thing I said, do you believe in orbs? He said, heck yeah, I do. I said, I had an orb at the end of my hallway and it just shot into the wall. He's like, man, I wish I was up there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you. You got to tell me what what the orb looked like. How, How big was it? I would say that it was about a four-inch round ball. It was bigger, uh, maybe the size of a baseball, maybe just a little bit bigger than a baseball. It seemed like it was solid in the middle, and it was like a a yellow-white, like a yellow-white. Was it glowing, like giving off light? Yeah, and on the outside, it was just like it was pulsating like pulsating, not like lights coming from it. It was just like it was going where the... Like it was illuminated. Yes. And And, and it was having like just a little bit of energy just... Wow. And all of a sudden it just goes into the wall. So immediately I called him and I said, you're not going to believe this, you know, and I told him all that happened and he kind of got a little jealous, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever see that again? No, never seen it again. Man. And uh, I was there for four years, so a lot of my stories are for summer stories because right. I would be the only one there. Um, I've probably seen some things during the time that the girls were there. But like I said, we had 32 girls living in the house. You had somebody running up and down the stairs all the time. There was always noise. There was always something. So I could have seen things. I was more than likely too busy. But um, in the same room that I was in there with the orb, another time I was sitting at my computer in the front part, which I considered my little living room area. And the back part was my little bedroom. And there was a long hallway to connect us. So I'm sitting on my computer, and once again, I'm playing Pogo. I'm playing, you know, a game on computer, and I'm into that game really bad, you know. I'm going to win this game. 
all of a sudden, in my right ear, I heard something go, shh. I just kind of like lifted my body back, like shook, <laughs> twisted my head side to side. I jumped up. I ran, you know, through the door, which was like two feet from me. Looked down the stairs, around, nobody. I go back, and I'm thinking, somebody just shushed me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, heck yeah, oh yeah, and I'm playing this game, and I'm making all kinds of noise because I'm the only one yeah, there. You're allowed, you're yeah, you're allowed to do allowed that. To do that. Oh, I'm home alone. Yeah, make all kinds of noise. You know, it made me feel good, you know, because you're by yourself. At least you had somebody to talk to, which was yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's awful. <laughs> but yeah, um, but something shushed me. And it wasn't like a shh. And you can explain that maybe water, the pipes in the walls or something like that. No, it was clearly in my ear. And it sounded like they put their finger to their lips and went shh. Like, mm. be quiet. Shh. That's what I heard in my ear. Yeah. And you can almost even, like, kind of feel like the air, like, shh. Like, it was like a... Did you get quiet? Well, like I said, I kind of raised backwards, like, yeah. and and went my head went side to side, like, what the heck? And then it was like, Diana, you're the only one here. So I jumped up to see if somebody had gotten in the house, you know, but there was not a soul around, nothing, nobody. Hmm. But as far as, um, those are probably some of my bigger stories that I had that yeah. happened, but I did have, um, some things happen that can't be explained. And I don't know if it's what you would make of this but my boyfriend and I we didn't live in the same town so he would come and visit and maybe spend the weekend or something but for the first all I'm going to say three times that he came when he'd leave within a half an hour there would be a blackbird in the house and it would be right in front of this big picture window we had and I'd have to get this bird out of the house. And it wasn't like he'd come every weekend or every other weekend. Maybe once a month or one, you know. Right. So there's no way these birds can time it completely correct <laughs> and make sure that he was in the house before they came and visited me. And so he, it happened again. And I called him and I sat up and I said, he's traveling back home. And I said, guess what? And he said, what? And I said, Got another blackbird in the house. No way. So, I mean, I don't know what you would make of that, but I just thought it was something eerie in the house to bring that bird. Yeah, yeah. Was that bird, in my mind, I thought, is that one of my ghosts turned into a bird? Well, you know, they say I don't that know. a ghost or a bird in the house is supposed to mean somebody's going to die, is what I always heard. Well, me too, but... And a blackbird, every time he'd come visit. Well, it would be every time he left. Every time he left. Yeah, after he left, that would happen. That is kind of creepy. Yeah. So, you know, here he is again. I'm missing everything, you know? Right. So we decided he was going to come up, and we were going to do a little investigating in this house. So we did the um, EVPs and the EMPs and... We're all over this house, you know, getting these little Geiger counter things and, you know, seeing if we can get some readings. And we went up this one hallway and all of a sudden it just went off. He said, well, look to see if there's any outlets because the electrical pulse, he said, could be an outlet. So we're in a hallway going up the stairs. Well, of course, there's no outlets there. So we decided we better go to the room that's adjacent to see. And, of course, there was no um, electrical outlets on that side of the wall in either two of the adjacent rooms. Mm. So, we went back down, and it didn't ring. And it was just going off like crazy a few minutes before that. Right. 
But we got on down the stairs, and it started going off again, as though that thing had moved. Like it passed you going down yes. while you were going up. Yeah. And different places in the house, we would get readings, and sometimes we wouldn't, sometimes we wouldn't. But uh, when we went back to the um, house A and went down into that creepy basement, it just lit up. It just kept ringing and ringing no matter where we were in that basement. It just would not shut up. And I told him, I said, I think we need to leave this area. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got what you were looking for. We did, but, you know, we didn't see anything. But, I mean, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I can only imagine the adventures I would have seen had I stayed there. I was there four years, so it was really... It sounds um, like it was pretty busy the whole four years, like each summer. It oh, was, yeah. It was pretty active. Summer was active, and I, and I got on the internet and I googled just to see why, and it said that a lot of ghosts don't like change. Right. So when the girls would move out, and I'd be there by myself, and yeah. when the girls would start getting ready to move in... Because they were allowed to come for like three days in the summer to paint their rooms. So there would be uh, 30-some girls plus their friends all in the house painting. And they'd leave and it just seemed like things started happening again. I don't think it liked change. I don't think it liked um, having all them people in the house. Probably not. No. If it was like an, an old man. He would either really like being in a sorority house or he would really hate it. You know, yeah. there, there wouldn't be much in between, you know. <laughs> I think in House A it was a man, and I don't think he cared for the girls. Yeah. I just don't think he did. I got that impression just, you have your own feelings, you know. It's yeah. like yeah. nothing, I mean, of course he didn't talk to me or anything. It's just the feeling you get. But House B, with the lady, and it seemed like there was a little kid there, too. They were nice people. But it seemed like House A, he must have been an old, grumpy old man. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, I think he was an old, grumpy thing. Probably was. But in House B, we called her Stella. We called her Stella and B. And you think she had a kid? I think she had a kid. And she may have had a husband that just kind of was in the background, not... Not like her. I think she might have been mourning him. I have no idea. You just kind of get these feelings. Right. Because why would she be sitting at the bottom of the stairs and she just seemed so sad? Right. Yeah. Where did the kid come in that made you think that she had a kid there? Well, because Joni said that the cook, she said she thought that the lady had a kid and it would run in through the laundry room. And that could be the person that was doing the little hide-and-seek type thing, and that yeah. could be that little kid. And it could have been the light switch flip, yeah. flipper. Could now, that was the other house, was, but okay. yeah. I think he Sorry. tried to scare me out of that house. He did. Because in House B, I was never scared. But in House A, I was scared all the time. You would think that they could travel from one house to the next, you know, that yeah. I guess they gave each I, other space. Is there real I estate think so. on the other side? You know? <laughs> well, it was almost like um, when you walked the new section, which combined, that um, connected A and B. That was kind of like a neutral zone. But that's where I seen the orb and the guy that shushed me. There. Now in House A, you almost can tell that you went in, back in time because as soon as you opened the door from the main living room into there, you were actually in that house. Right. It had open. Um, fireplaces with the um, the ceramic tile and it had the built-in oak bookcases and in my bedroom it had the oak by, uh, pocket doors so you can open and close the doors and never knew that the doors would be there and stuff and you had these little creepy stairs and I'm telling you I'd walk down those stairs and I I would just feel like I was passing somebody all the time. Well, maybe that's where it happened. Maybe the old man died on those stairs. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, that negative energy. But I don't think he liked people. I think he was a little old grouch. That'll be me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure he wouldn't. Well, Dad, do you have any questions? 
Anything you want to ask or throw in there? Or... You there... are the boyfriend. So what, wasn't there a time when it was either a bird or a bat, and you all went and looked, and one of the back doors was open? Oh yes. That was that was locked. Yeah, that's how the bird got in. You think? Um, well. Because it had to travel pretty good ways. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we can we can end it here, or we can keep talking, because you said you had other experiences outside of the sorority house. Oh, yes. We can go ahead and do that, too. Let's, what kind of time we got here? 39 minutes. We got plenty of time. All right. If you want to. We, we sure. can end it now. I've always felt like, um, what do you call a person when they... It seems like they've seen things and it just now happened, but you've already seen it. A deja vu? Yeah, I guess, or something. But that kind of stuff happened to me all my life. All my life. Um, one of the earliest things I can remember is me laying in bed um, and waking up probably 3, 4, 5 in the morning. I was just a little kid. I don't even know if I was in school or maybe first grade, but... I opened up my eyes and there literally above me was what appeared to be an old witch. Mm. And I screamed and yelled and, you know, my brother joked that it was the old lady next door, but I know what I seen. Yeah. I wasn't sleeping. I woke up. My eyes woke, you know, was awake. My eyes was wide open and staring me down. I mean, she was over top of me, staring me down. And then I closed my eyes real quick because I was scared. And when I opened them back up, she was gone. So that's my first experience of, of ghosts. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a phenomenon that goes on everywhere. And they call it the night hag. Is it? Yes. And I've heard a lot of stories. I listen to tons of podcasts. But there'll be stories where, you know, a guy will wake up and she'll be sitting in the corner of the room, you know, on his chair or whatever, just sitting there yeah. staring at him. And it's, it's always this old, and they describe it looking like a witch. Like, her clothes are dusty and just yeah. wrinkly and just scary. Well, when you're, let's say, six, seven years old, I anybody older than you is old. <laughs> but, no, she was old. She was old. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, be scary. Yeah. Another thing that happened to me, I believe I was maybe nine or ten, and I was at a swimming pool in Morgantown. And my sister, she kept coming and pushing my head down under the water, you know, playing jokes. We were in like the forefoot. And um, she just kept pushing my head down. And the next thing I know, I'm above her, watching her push my head down and I'm under the water. And if it wasn't for the lifeguard blowing his whistle, yelling at her, I don't know if I was ready to die or drown or what, but I watched her above me. I was above her, watched her pushing me under that water and holding me down under that water at a swimming pool. It's like out of body. Yes. And if it wasn't for that um, lifeguard, I don't know what would have happened. How old were you? I was about 10, maybe. Nine or 10. So things like that always happen to me. You know, I could look at a newspaper and think, well, I just seen that. I seen that picture. I mean, it was a picture of a crash. A lady had gotten killed. And I was like, well, I've done seen that picture last year. It's like you're having premonitions. Yeah, I mean, it's like, when I'm looking at it, it's like, this is the exact same picture. There's not one bit of it different than what I've already seen. Than the day that I picked that paper up and looked at it. Now, I've already seen that picture last year. Right. year ago. Two years ago. Three years ago. I don't know. But in, in my mind, it's like, well, you've seen that a long time ago. So, I don't know what those things are. It's pretty wild. Yeah. You can use that to your advantage, though. Maybe... Go play the Powerball. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Try to predict the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, one time I, I almost won the lottery. Really? Yes. 
I picked my numbers and something happened at that moment and I could not get down there to play them t Powerball. I had the Powerball and four or five numbers. I think back in the day you had to have six or something. I didn't, I wouldn't have won the whole thing, but I would have won the Powerball and like five. Oh, wow. Lots of money. So, of oh, course, wow. I didn't get it, but, you know. Huh. And then, uh, probably the most recent thing that's happened to me is um, I'm laying in bed, and um, we're talking about uh, out-of-body experiences to go travel somewhere else. Yeah. Astral project. Uh, yeah. So he's telling me, let's, you know, this is how you do it. Let's see if it works. And um, he's telling me to, my boyfriend's telling me, just relax, lay there, clear your mind. Don't think of nothing. The only thing you want to think of is going to visit. And at that time, it was probably my son or somebody. Just think about going to their house going to visit them and they were out of state and I'm laying there and I'm laying there and I'm thinking this isn't going to work but I tried to clear my mind you know and right. really think about it and half an hour went by and it was so peaceful and all of a sudden I get this feeling and in my belly button it was as though I had a string tied to my belly button and something had that string and was pulling me up out of that bed. I could feel my belly button. I could feel my belly moving. It was like it was trying to pull something out of my belly. Yeah. And here I am, Miss Dummy, instead of going with it, I'm sucking my belly in. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. You know, so the, only, the first thing I think of is, oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sucking my belly in, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I froze. It was as though I really couldn't move my body. My body wouldn't move. I could suck it in, you know, trying to be like, oh, no, and, you know, how you suck it in. Right. And all of a sudden, it was just like, whew, I was done. I was back to normal. So I woke him up, and I said, I told him what happened. He's like, you should have went. You were... <laughs> You were getting ready to... I said, well, I thought I was dying. I thought my body was leaving me and I would die. Yeah. So I wasn't going to take that chance just to see if I was going to go visit my son or visit Jesus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a toss-up. Do I go or do I not? Right. Well, I was too scared I, to go. So either I stayed. way, that would be a good trip either yeah. way. I mean... Yes. But... I don't know a whole lot about astral projection as, as far as how it's supposed to feel. I don't know either. But, but it that's, sounds like that was pretty damn close to what it's supposed to feel like. I mean, know? it was just as though somebody had a string tied to my belly button and they were pulling it. And as they pulled, it was like my belly button and my skin was raising. Mm. And I could not stop it no matter how much I was sucking my belly back in. I was trying. Yeah. I know that sounds hands, stupid, right? but that was all that my brain would think to do at that moment. Just, just suck it in. <laughs> Don't let that rope get out of the hand. You know, right. just stop. And after it was done, I was like, you know, dang it. Have you tried it again? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm too you, you might have that ability. You might. I don't know. But sometimes I scare myself with things that happens to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Other, some people might say it's a curse. I say it's a blessing. I, I would love to be able to do things like this every day and have a story. But, you know, right. they come in spurts. And I guess I'm a jack of all trade because I've told you about a lot of different types of things. <laughs> That's all right. But, and my mom, she's encouraging um, she says you have to see yourself allowing this to happen. You have to see, um, acknowledge that the ghosts are there. She said, talk to them. Right. You know, and if you just say, oh, I don't think that was a ghost. Well, you may never see another ghost. You gotta but, be if open you, to it. but if you're open to it and you allow yourself, things will come to you. 
I believe that. I do too. I believe you let things in. Yeah. I've just got to be now, careful. One thing I'll never do is a Ouija board. Okay. No, no way, no how, no nothing. Do you have any experiences with a Ouija board? No, sir. No. I will not allow... T- well, not so much a Ouija board, but I'm old school. I'm from West Virginia, so we do some weird things here anyways, oh, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, if you want to see how many kids you're going to have, you take a string and a pencil and the needle and, you know, or whatever, however it goes. And you circle, I think it's a boy, and back and forth a girl, or I could have it backwards. But you're talking about hanging the needle over your belly on a, yes. on a thread and letting it... Yes. Okay, yeah. So we would do things like that. And um, now my mom could have some stories. Well, it sounded like she was pretty open. Oh, my mom was open. She would have the, um, she would put yes and no, but she wouldn't put, she made kind of her own Ouija board on mm. a piece of paper, and it would spell things out for her. Yeah. I thought she was nuts, but. That's all it takes is the intent. I mean, it don't yeah. matter if Parker Brother makes it or you right. make it. it. Yeah. It's what you want out of it. But she doesn't do that stuff anymore, thank goodness. Good. <laughs> Because I heard that if you did that, you're opening up a portal. Yes. You're opening up a way for the entities, and usually those ones are bad ones. Yeah, you never know. I mean, they could say yeah. it's, you know, your Uncle Al. And, then, and they can lie to you. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And how do you close that portal? I have no idea. I don't either, because I won't get near a Ouija board either. No. But, um... Mm-hmm. So my life's been an adventure when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> I'm glad you told me about it. But that was my best job, I'll tell you. I don't care if the house was haunted or not. Yeah. I'd go back and live there again. <laughs> that don't sound too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not good now that I'm married. I've got, <laughs> it'd, probably be, it'd probably be horrible now. I'd probably hate that job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only because your wife's sitting beside you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast. I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, If you have a story that you'd like to share, please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com that's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. It, you can find it as The Bump Podcast or The Bump Podcast Bigfoot on Teespring. I have lots of merch. I got a whole lot more coming out. Um, all of the artwork, I'm doing it myself. I'm designing everything myself. So it's a, it's a lot of work on my end, but I'm just hoping that I put something out there that you guys can enjoy. So thanks again for listening, and don't stop believing. <laughs>